Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. So, I just have something that I wanted to share with you uh, before we go. Um, Just something that's really kind of on my heart. You can be seated. Patience is a virtue. Maybe this is like teaching you some uh, endurance and long-suffering. It's good. I'm glad I can be used by God for that. <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. Um, while, we, while we all sit seated here, uh, maybe we can just take up an offering. If you weren't here in the first service and maybe you'd like to give, um, just want to pass the baskets. What are these things called? I don't know what this looks very holy. Um, yeah, sanctified bag. Pass the old bag around. Um, oh, the ma- sorry, apologies, the money bag. Um, uh, ma'am, what's your name? Cece. 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 Oh, Cece, sorry. Um, <laughs> 750 cc so cc i just see you as uh, really as a daughter of grace um i see you you really are uh, have a gift of mercy in your life you have a strong strong mercy gift um you hate to see people suffering injustice and suffering um you really don't like to see it and i see god has has really prepared you like an esther um to stand on behalf of injustice and to um, extend mercy to people um, I see that there was a time in your life that there was a very dark, just a really dark space in your life, dark time in your life, and God brought you through that. And because, and it's, and it was almost a foundational. Um, it's played such a, a pivotal role in your life that 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 mess, that terrible time, and just whatever had happened, that played such a big part in your life, and that's why you have such a strong mercy gift in you. Um, and I just see God's really going to use you, and you're going to extend a lot of grace and a lot of mercy to people. Um, and you, you don't judge when other people are judging. You don't. And, and I really just feel like the Lord wants to commend you for that and just honor you for that and say, continue just to use that. Um, yeah. And you've, you're, very, you're, you're a lot more talented than, uh, than you often allow yourself to believe. And I just feel like you need to, you need to start stepping into the giftings and the callings that God has the, 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 mu- the multitude of giftings that God has placed in your life. And you need to push, push into those things. Um, I release a boldness over you to start to step into those things. Um, I f- yeah, I feel like there's a, there's, there, there really is a leadership gifting on your life that you have, um, have tried to ignore for a long time. But I feel like God is just saying to you, I want you to push into that leadership, uh, into, into a leadership role. And, and what you say, just feel like you need to hear this today, that what you say, matters. What you have to say really matters, and it's going to make a big difference in people's lives. So just be obedient to that. Amen. Amen. Uh, ma'am, at the back, I've, I'm, no, the lady at the back, you, were you the lady that was standing at the front talking about the outreach and the food? Okay, you changed clothes. You know, that's, that's woman, eh? Just when you think you understand them and know what they're like. I'm mar- I've been married to a woman for 30 years. She's still a mystery. It's wonderful. I love living the mystery. You know, she's, yeah, listen, I mean, it sounds like a joke, but um, 
you know, life is, you know, God is, God is not a problem to be solved. He's a mystery to be enjoyed. <laughs> and I feel like my wife so represents that. So anyway, enough about that. But um, ma'am, what's your name? Donna. Donna. So Donna, I just, um, I saw two things for you. Just first of all, I saw your fingers. And I saw you had 10 fingers, praise God. Although, we all have, you know, we all have 11 fingers, eh? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. 6 and 5 is? Thank you. So, I saw your fingers, and I just feel like the Lord just wanted to say to you that, he's, that there are multiple ministries that God is releasing through you, um, that you're going to be involved. I see you have, a, the word that I got was you have a finger on the pulse. You have multiple fingers and many pies. And just that... God is going to use you in multiple ways. Um, like, really, uh, not don't limit God just to. I think you're involved with the with the feeding thing. Yeah. So I feel like there's more that there's more to it than that. Um, that there's multiple ministries that God is wanting to you to um, be involved with. And so just be faithful with that. And then the second thing, I saw you carrying a flag. The Lord said you're a flag bearer, and that uh, flag bearers go in front. It's probably the worst job in the army because you get to carry a flag. Everyone else gets a sword, and you get to carry a flag and feel pretty vulnerable. But I felt the Lord just say to you, he will go before you, and he will be your rear guard. I just feel like the Lord wanting to just speak real protection and grace over you, that he will, he will cover you. And as you lead people into the things that God has for them, and I, I really feel so strongly that you need to just continue to be the flag bearer, continue to raise the flag, and people are going to follow what you're doing. Um, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, I just, I feel like it's important that I share this word for you in kind of in conjunction with the message that I shared in the first meeting. Um, I just feel like this is important. And I wanted to speak just about the fact that the kingdom of God is now. And um, before, before, before you judge me, and um, I just want to say that I understand that the kingdom of God is, is both now and there is a future component to the kingdom of God, um, but I want to just say that it's important for us to, to understand that the kingdom is not just for the sweet by and by, that there is a now component to the kingdom of God. See, we can take, we can take Psalm 103 and we can talk about, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, and we can really... We can relegate that into something that God's going to do or something that God will do. But, the, but God wants to do something now. There is always a now component to what God wants to do. We see, gen, we see prophecies in the Bible. We see prophecies over our life. And, and uh, many times prophecies are multi-generational. You can have a prophecy that's fulfilled in one generation that then gets fulfilled in another generation, and then 2,000 years later, it can be a prophecy for you. I, God spoke to me, Isaiah 42. I was, I was in, in Kyrgyzstan. I fell on the floor, and I was just weeping and crying out to God about the call of God in my life. And the Lord gave me Isaiah 42. How many of you understand that Isaiah 42 is actually a prophecy about Jesus? And it was fulfilled. And yet, God gives me Isaiah 42, and immediately, bam, that scripture jumps 2,000 years forward and becomes a now prophetic word over my life 
That's something that God wants to do in my life, in my generation. You see, so many times we, we think we, we, in the church, we're so, we're so good at putting off till tomorrow something that God wants to do. You see, and I, I just feel like what we do by doing that, somebody, a friend, uh, Shane actually said that to me. He says, when we keep putting off till tomorrow something that God wants to do, we condemn entire generations of people to miss out on the things that God wants to do now. There is a very real aspect to the fact that the kingdom of God is now. When Jesus came to earth and he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he wasn't saying, it's soon to come. He was saying, it is now arriving. It's arrived now. When he prayed, when he taught his disciples to pray the Lord's Prayer, he said, when you pray, pray like this, Lord, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. What, I, mean, I don't know. Hallowed be your name. Harold is your name. But he says, he said this, when you pray, he says, pray this, Lord, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Was he talking about something that was to come? Was he saying when you pray, pray that one day in the sweet by and by, that, the, that, that heaven will invade earth? He wasn't talking like that. He was saying, that, he was saying when you pray, pray it now. Expect now. Lord, let your kingdom come on earth now as it is in heaven. Not someday, one day when you die. See, God's name is I am, not I will be, and I was. God is not a has been. He's got lots of experience, but he's not a has been, and his name is not I was and I will. His name is I am. I am is present tense. It's now. And so many times we can come to church and we can go, oh, that's a good word. And sometimes God will do it in the future. But I want to tell you, every time we come to church, God has a plan to do something now. Right now. You see, because if we, if we talk, God, you want to heal people. We can always say God's going to heal people. God's going to touch people. God's going to move in people. God's going to pour his love on people. But what do we do about now? See, I, don't, I, I must be honest. I go to church some Sundays, and I wonder why people got dressed so fancy and came to church. For what? Is it so that we can play church, listen to a message, pat ourselves on the back and go and drink tea? Or do we come hungry and expectant? I'm telling you, I never, ever, I never, I never go to church without expecting God to be there and God to move. I don't expect it. I don't expect to go there and nothing happens. I come to church hungry every single week. And I'm frustrated sometimes when when we just run through our routine and run through our program and we just, we have the opportunity right in front of us. How many of you understand that God wants to touch you and move more than you want it? God longs, God 
loves meeting with his people. He doesn't tolerate you. See, we feel like sometimes God tolerates us. He's just putting up with us. But he doesn't. He actually loves you. He loves you. He loves to just come and be with you. He loves to sit amongst you and just be with you. He likes you. He loves you. He likes to be with you. Amen. Jesus is not, you know, Jesus is not like some icon in a church that we come and worship. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And when we come to church, his desire is to meet with us. We sang that song this morning, Lord, we, for this reason we've come, that you, for your love. Yes, Lord, I came for your love. That's why I'm here. I'd rather just come and just be on the floor and have five minutes in the love of God. I went to a, I went to a church in Cameroon. And we were traveling with a team of people. And, the, and I got to the church, and there was a big banner on the church. Three days of glory in, in the Holy Spirit. And then the people got up and spoke. Different people got up and spoke. And they were talking about God, talking about the Holy Spirit. And I was just like there. I was like, well, guys, you, I eventually got up and I said, listen, is that banner on the outside of the church? Do you guys mean it? Do you really want three days of glory in the Holy Spirit? Or is it just a cool theme for your church conference? Because we can do that. We can come and we can have a church conference and we can put up a cool theme. Or we can actually have three days of glory in the Holy Spirit. And I went to, I visited another church. It was, it's a, no, let me not, na- let me not name the denomination, abomination, whatever you want to call them. But I went to visit a church, and the church was having a theme that month. It was called, um, the, the month, the, the theme of the month was the, uh, the month of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I was like, wow, <laughs> okay. And I went to one of their meetings. I went to one of their meetings, and I'll just put it there. So I went to one of their meetings, and people, they sat there, and they were like, okay, guys, tonight we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And they spoke about the Holy Spirit. And they were like, so tell, tell me, what can you tell me about the Holy Spirit? And then they'd ask so-and-so. And then they'd name something about the Holy Spirit. And then they asked the next person. And they'd say something about the Holy Spirit. And they'd ask the next person. Eventually, I couldn't take it. I was like, guys, I felt like, so I, I took a bottle of water just like this. And I said to them, Yeah, Shane, come here. <laughs> come, Shane. So, it was like we went around the room and everybody was talking about the Holy Spirit. And they were saying, well, this is Twizzer. It's a bottle of water. Uh, I can see it's still water. It's in a, a see-through container. Everybody talking about the Holy Spirit. And he was like oil. And he's like water. And he's like the wind. And he's like... You know, and they're talking about the Holy Spirit. And eventually I just wanted to say to them, guys, are we going to talk about the Holy Spirit or are we going to actually experience the Holy Spirit? Are we going to taste the Holy Spirit? (laughs) 
you see, because, and, and, So many times in this church, it's like that. We'll come to church. Thank you. You can sit. So we, we'll come to church and we'll talk about what God's going to do. We talk about his nature. We talk about his character. We talk about the different aspects of God. When actually God is here and he wants you to taste and see that God is good. He wants you to experience. In Ephesians 3, in Ephesians 3, it says, up, he prays and he says, let me read the scripture. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That word comprehend is not comprehend. It's, it actually means to experience. It's experientially that you would experience the love of God, that you would know the love of God. We, we read the scriptures. We're so good at reading the scriptures. And we, it's like, I want to know God. I want to comprehend God. But God is not just a mental thing for us to comprehend. He's a real person. He wants to engage with us. He wants to, like, touch us, communicate with us. I remember when the Lord first, when I started to get hungry for God to touch me, I remember saying to God, God, if, if I have an earthly father who can touch me and hug me, then how much more can the heaven, the creator of heaven and earth, can he come down and physically touch me? I didn't want, an, I didn't want the theory of God anymore. I didn't want to read stories about God. I was like, God, if you say you love me, then come and touch me. Come and physically touch me so that I know that I can feel it. And I just want to encourage you, every single time we come to church, let's be like that. Let's be hungry that God will come and touch us physically. That God will come and touch us in our, in, in our innermost being. That we won't just walk out with more head knowledge about God. See, we talk, we talk about the different names and the aspects and the character of God. But He's not just a name. Amen. Amen. And when God does want us to, when God does want us to taste and experience Him, it's not just to have a little sip and be like just. He doesn't want that. He wants to be more than just a little taste. I just couldn't. I couldn't let. Roger, come back. Come back, Roger. Roger, where are you going? Come here. Roger, come here. God wants to just pour His love upon you. He wants to pour His grace on you in the name of Jesus. Amen. That you would be refreshed and encouraged, that your youth will be renewed and restored like an eagle in Jesus' name. Amen.
that same church that we went to in Cameroon that had the three days of glory banner up on their church. I did that to a woman. <laughs> I went to a woman in the church and I went and I poured water over her head in the middle of the service. My own teammates came to me afterwards. Team members loved Jesus, came to me afterwards and they, and they rebuked me. They took me aside and they said, what have you done to the poor woman? Do you understand that culturally what you have done is you've absolutely humiliated her? Publicly, in front of everyone, you humiliated her. It was, they were offended. They were angry. They were, they were actually very, very angry. So I felt so bad. I don't usually feel bad for throwing water on people. But I felt bad. And so I went to her the next morning. And I just said to her, I said, ma'am, I just want to ask you. Yesterday I came and I threw water on you. I said, can you, can you just tell me what happened? Are you, was it good for you or was it bad for you? She says to me, was the most wonderful thing that ever happened in my life. She says, the moment you poured water over me, she says, I felt like I was carried, like Jesus came and he carried me on a, on a, on a bed and he put me in front of the very throne of God and he just covered me in his anointing. And I was just like, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're so scared. We're so scared to just shake things up and to allow God to just do whatever he wants to do. We worry about our reputations. We worry about what people think of us. Listen, most people think you're a bit weird anyway. So get over yourself. Get over your bad self. I'd rather, oh, sure. <laughs> I'd rather obey the Holy Spirit and have God move now. If not now, then when? Please tell me. If not now, when? Must I die and get out of the way so that the next generation can have the, the glory and the presence of God? Stop passing the buck. <laughs> Stop passing the buck. And start taking responsibility for the fact that God wants to use you now. Now. In 2020. Stop waiting for 2021. I know you want to see the trailer. I know you want a preview of 2021 after what happened in 2020. But let's let God move now. Stop pushing everything off. Till the sweet by and by. He loved his people. Amen. God is good. He loves his people. Eh? Is God good? Enjoy his goodness. Amen. Bless you. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. So 
Oh, look, he has another one. You know that, how many of you understand that even, you know, I had a lady that, that came in Armenia, we were in Armenia, and the lady came to me and she said, you know, I really want to get baptized in water, but she's afraid of water. So you know what we did? We took her and really pushed her under the water. And she came out of there. God touched her in the baptism waters. She got free of fear. She, she was sick when she went in the water. She came out completely healed. And she came out baptized in the Holy Spirit. The moment she came out of the water, she was speaking in tongues. You know that... I do this, this might seem to you like a little bit stupid and a little bit foolish in the church. And I do this often wherever I go. I pour water in the church and I pour water over people. Because it's not just me pouring water over people. This is a prophetic action. This is demonstrating something about the character and the nature of God. That God is real, that he's here, and he wants to refresh us. And you know, even pastors need refreshing. In fact, pastors especially need refreshing. He loves you so much. And he's not going to miss you out. He's not going to forget about you. He's not going to neglect you. He's not going to just ignore you. Blessed. Blessed in Jesus' name. Blessed. Blessed. Lord, move in your people now. Don't wait for Christmas. Don't wait for Christmas. Yes. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Jesus. Sure. Yes, Lord. Ma'am, you just so need a refreshing right now. You just need a refreshing. And you can have some since you must be a friend. I pray that whenever we come to church, that we would be like this. That we would be drenched in the love of God. That we would physically, that you can look at me and you can see that something's happened to me. You can see I've been under the influence of Steve's ministry. (laughs) 
So when Steve gets hold of you, just know it's going to be good. It might be a little different, but it's going to be good. When God gets hold of you, people will see it. They'll recognize that we'll become like the, the disciples where it says, and they recognized and understood that they'd been with Jesus. I'm telling you in the, in the next year, few years that lie ahead, mark my words, hear these words today. In the next few years that lie ahead, the church is going to be so different to the world that we'll literally be like this. We'll walk around like this, that the world will see that there is something so radically different about us. And what will be dripping off us What will physically be dripping off us is hope, is grace, joy. You're going to carry joy, ma'am. Ha, ha, sure. Yeah. Bring me the water. Where's your water? No. Oh, yes. Praise God for faithful people, carriers of the presence. Ma'am, you are going to be a carrier, a physical carrier of the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. And not only will it be your strength, but people are going to feed off your joy. In Jesus' name. I refresh you this morning in the name of Jesus. Be refreshed. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Oh! Plenty more where that came from. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you are so wonderful. I just, what a ministry you have. What a glorious ministry you have. Ma'am, you can hide behind that screen all you want. You can hide, you can run, but you can't hide. Jesus, 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 refresh your people this morning. Refresh your people. Pour your love and grace upon them in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, that you would be so refreshed that you'll never be the same again. Never the same. Never the same. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. You know what we need in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the toughest spaces, in the most difficult places, we need the refreshing of God. We need that He just pour His love upon us. When I, when I first started, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When I, when I, there was a time in my life where I had two and a half years of just diff- encounters with God. Two and a half years of just God just ministering to me, touching me. Powerful encounters with God. And you know what happened after those, after those two and a half years? I went through hell. (laughs) Myself and my wife, we went through absolute hell. Seven years of just absolute tough, tough stuff. And I remembered remembered kind of being angry at God and saying, God, why did you even touch me? What was the point of all those two and a half years of encounters with you? And I remember just thinking, Lord, I thought you touch your people, you baptize me so that I can be full of gifts and full of power and full of anointing. And, and it was almost the opposite. We went through such a tough time. 
And I remember having a conversation with God. I said, God, why did you even touch me? Why did you touch me? And then I went through that. He said, son, if I hadn't touched you, you wouldn't have survived. You would not have made it. And I'm so thankful for the touch of God. I'm so thankful that he comes and he pours his love on you. Time after time after time. May we never stop. Never stop. Never stop encountering God. He is a God of encounter. He's a God of now. Father God, I just thank you for every single person in this church, Lord. Thank you that you do not overlook one person. Not one person is insignificant in your sight. Not one person is forgotten. Not one person is neglected by you, Lord. Thank you that you do not leave us or forsake us. Thank you that you're so quick to refresh us. That you come so faithfully, Lord. You show yourself. Thank you that you don't withhold your hand, that your hand is not short, that it cannot save. Neither is your ear deaf, that you cannot hear. Thank you, Lord, that you're faithful to your word and you're faithful to your people. Thank you for this refreshing this morning. And thank you, Lord, that you do a now work in your people. I bless every single person here this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would be carriers, that you would become carriers, contagious vessels of the carriers of the glory and the presence of God in every place that you go. I speak it over your life in Jesus' name. Amen.